With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Joe Suchere and Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. I guess I'm running this operation. The mayor is busy signing over here. Glenn Perkins is with us. Hello. Uh, Glenn, uh, you'll be out here with the family before it's over, but today you're on a beer trip, right? I came to, I came to try my beer and <laughs> yes. uh, to see you. Okay, well, that's uh, terrific. Now, Perk, here's the deal. You know, I've done the beer show out here for five years now. You can't just bring one for yourself. <laughs> what the hell's the matter with you? Oh, did, I, you know how hard it is to get to carry one beer from, from, there, from the ballpark? Cafe Are you now in the beer business? No, no, I'm not. I, uh, I guess brew. Yeah. I kind of just uh, moonlight at different places. So. All right. So uh, now this one's Surly's making it and selling it at Ballpark yes. Cafe. Yes. And what are we calling this, this one? This is the closer with a K. The closer with a K. Yep. And it's so this the, beer right here is one you've created. This is it. Yeah, this is my beer. All right. I made it at my house a couple times, and then uh, they were nice enough to let me try to make it there. All right. And, and but the first, or you had a fir- you had an earlier one for yeah, them. Yeah, that, that was for opening day. That was what we call we that. We call one? that one cut down. Okay. Uh, kind of a nod to my song that they played, the, the Johnny Cash. Um, and so that was at that was at the field for the, for it didn't last very long there. So what motivated you with uh, all the things you had in your life when you started uh, messing around with uh, trying to make your own beer? What, 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 what got you intrigued? Listening to Reavers on the beer show? Or Thirst. I'd like, I'd like to give them credit for that. No, I think really what it is, I've always tried to find hobbies that, that uh, I can do in the offseason. Okay. And so I got into smoking meat, and, mm-hmm. I, and I got, then I, it just kind of grew into growing, uh, growing beer, to making beer as well. Um, just something to do in my downtime. You know, especially once the kids started going to school and that, that I had a bunch of free time and, and I needed to find stuff. And I always liked beer. And, and so it kind of just, it's a fun chemistry experiment. You What's, know, that, that whole, there's a whole sea change. And Pat will know this. And this is even before your time because you're too young. But I remember covering baseball games, and you do, Pat. And you'd go into a clubhouse after a game yes. back in the 70s, and there were coolers full of beer. Yeah. I have to suspect that's not the way it is today. Can or you is get, it? Can you, you get your hands on beer? Can you? you oh, can, yeah. right. But they don't. You don't drink it out. <laughs> yeah. in the, they don't drink it out in the open club. I, I don't now, mean that people have become teetotalers. I'm just saying no. it was so out there. Oh yeah. It, yeah. It was just. Yeah. No. You know. I think now it's it just refrigerators in the back. Right. Yeah. Um, right. The only time you'll see Oakland doesn't have refrigerators and they don't provide beer. Um, <laughs> so it'll be in. It'll be in the big Gatorade cooler. And you'll remember game. that forever. Won't <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, and that that was that was actually out in you know so. 
they, we'd have to buy Bud Light or Coors Light or whatever. <laughs> buy your own that, beer. <laughs> yep, and then, and then we'd, we'd bring it, uh, you know, that the team would buy it. Or I guess, you know, we'd send them on or whatever. And they would bring it on the team bus. And then yeah. during the game, they'd put it nice. And well, it's, it's good to know it's still an important part of the game. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, you know, baseball, baseball and beer allow us to go together. Well, yeah. the new ballparks, too, Joe, you don't have the spread in the middle of the clubhouse right. either like there used to Nothing be. Nothing for uh, Gene Mock to topple. No. Yeah. no. <laughs> but it's uh, it also... More hygiene to have it back there in a Outside better area. Mind, yeah, without a bunch of, of yeah. without a bunch of sports writers walking around the food. Yeah, you don't want like that. that. Do you miss? No. Uh, do you miss the game? I don't. Really? I, I miss. I'm starting to miss the game. Yeah. Um, and I've been around a little more. I've watched a little more. Paid a little bit more attention. I don't miss playing at all. Okay. I don't miss like the grind of every day going. I was over there today and I was watching guys come in. And every time I see them play or I, I you know, today watching them guys walk in, I think I'm glad I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, you know, it just time took its course. It was a long career, 15 yeah. years. Yeah. Good enough for me. Yeah, and, good, uh, good. You know, I know, and I'll eventually be around the game more and more as time goes on. You know, that doesn't leave me. that The love for the game doesn't. But it's been a nice summer. I haven't had a summer since 2003. That's, that's a and, good point. And uh, Minnesota summers are pretty dang great. Right. So it's been fun. Right. How much do you think the bad taste of being injured for two years has affected that not missing? You know, missing I it? think what it did is it made me. It made it easier for me to transition out. Okay. Um, you know, it, when I had surgery, uh, not traveling, um, going in and not really staying for many games. Uh, yeah. You know, rehabbing during the afternoon and going home at, you know, four, three or four or five o'clock. Like you start to tra- get like get transitioned into a post career. And so that it wasn't like I was playing every day and then all of a sudden I was done. I was rehabbing for stinking two years. Yeah. And, and it's not fun. It's not enjoyable. There's no good part about that. I spent a summer in Florida last year. And that I mean, if that doesn't make you want to be done, nothing. <laughs> you had a little trouble adjusting to 98 and humid there, did you? Yeah, it was. uh I don't wish that on anybody. I don't know how they do it. I mean, I, you know, obviously they're going to say, oh, how do you survive a winter? But, my gosh, it is just miserable. Are you thoroughly healed now? Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I for for civilian purposes, obviously. Oh, yeah, I'm totally fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm totally fine there. That's that's no issue. I haven't touched the baseball since the end of last season. Yeah. So, so uh, the idea of you pitching for the Faribault Lakers yep. is uh, probably pretty uh, remote. Absolutely, absolutely zero. <laughs> no. I, I, gave, I gave up the ball. No change. Okay, tell me uh, now. What is your? Uh, what are you looking for in your beer? Is there a certain flavor you want? A bitter one? Uh, know, what do you want? What do you want? It's definitely up there on the bitterness. But what I did is, and when I made the beer at my house, is, is IPAs, 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 hops. Yeah. You know, oh, bitter, yeah. piney, all these things, and everything's kind of started to transition. You see a lot more of, of like the Northeast IPA, which is a lot more of like a fruit forward, mm-hmm. where they're using hops to get. Fruit flavors, melon and, and pineapple and mango and things like that, versus like a like a pine needle. You, yeah. you and, disagree, don't you? Nah, I don't. And so like what what I'm what I'm what I try to do is when when somebody when I, when somebody says what kind of beer is that and I say oh it's an IPA and they go oh I don't like IPAs I want that person to try it and like it mm-hmm. and I'm I'm hoping and I I, I talked to Herbeck because I ran into him and he saw that I had brewed and he and I he said what did you brew and I said oh an IPA and he goes ah can't do IPAs and I said you need to go try it. And let me know because so many people have come up to me and said, "That's not what I expected from an IPA." A little more kick or what? It's just it's not it's not the the, the like overwhelming. It doesn't taste like a pine tree. Like I like I get a lot of that. Like I know you like like a two hearted. Yep. And and uh, it, those are so like, it's like resinous is what is the term is like a pine resin. Well, the, what's the two hearted that you do once a year? Hot slam. Uh, not anymore. It's too much. It's it's overpowering. 
Yeah, I mean, well, and it's 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 also nine and a half, ten percent, right. something along <laughs> that. That part didn't bother me. It was just, <laughs> it was just too rich. Well, yeah. and Perk, to to kind of what what you were saying earlier, the trends that I've noticed just doing this show is you're going to have you know breweries that are chasing whatever is popular at the time, but. The ones that are successful long-term, your Summits of the World, the Surleys of the World, they're staying consistent brewing their beer over and over, knowing that people are gradually going to come back to that. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think even like a Furious is one of the hoppier, pinier yeah, IPAs there mm-hmm. are. Yep. Um, are you an IPA guy? I, I am, yeah. You know, and, and I go I go in, in and out. It's like a week where I like them, and then I'll have a week where it's like I need like a Bud Light, like something that's just Well, like, Pat's sitting here wondering, whatever happened to Schlitz? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I was going to ask you, when you, were seven, when you were 17 and 18-year-old kids sneaking a case of beer in Stillwater, what were you drinking then, <laughs> Miller? I will tell you the first beer I ever had. Uh, I hope there's no kids in the crowd. I was in 10th grade. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, it was, we had a, we had gotten a case of Red Dogs. Does oh God! God. Oh. I never even heard of it. And, oh, it was, oh, it's atrocious. Well, because <laughs> because not, it was not, six bucks a not case. Not only is it bad, but we we had gotten it and we're like scared to drink it, and so we put it in, at my buddy's house in, in his row of pine trees. Yeah. And it sat there all summer. Oh, oh no! God. And oh. it was like the week before school was starting. We're like, we gotta drink this beer, <laughs> and so we put it in the fridge and drank it. And so it had sat out for like a Minnesota oh, summer. Oh no! It was and, skunky. Oh, it was it was awful. It was absolutely awful. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, that it, 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 it didn't break my love of my spirit or no. my love of beer. No. But, uh, but I'm always curious to find out, what was your favorite beer before you decided to start brewing? Was there a go-to? Because I know when you were on the road, you would always try to get stuff that was at places when you were on the road. Yeah, I, I, I love getting beer from, from cities that d- didn't distribute. So sure. like you could get, you know, whether it's Kansas City or Seattle, Denver. Um, uh, I always go back to Summit EPA is kind of my... Yep beer that i always return to mm-hmm. um i think is is pretty solid and uh yeah that's an easy one for me i always know what it's gonna be like that was the one that i when i honed my brewing uh i would i would make a clone of that and it, and it was easy to, to try mine and then try an actual summit and try to get them as close together as possible well, you're, you've become a mad scientist <laughs> it, i tell you what it's an awesome chemistry experiment yeah. it's super fun and, and the different things you can do the colors the amount of grains that you can make a beer from like really really light blonde to really dark yeah. like a Guinness, yeah. and and everywhere in between you can make them red, you can make them orange, you can you know this is a little more orange than some. It, it, it's it's so neat. And then there is something really really cool about when you when you when you brew your own beer and then you drink it and you get a little buzz. Yep. Yeah. That you made that. <laughs> really cool. Do you ever? It's how really many cool. times have you gone? <laughs> Uh, when you were making, you know what? When you get along down the road, I've had I've made some bad batches, but I, what ends up happening is I'll open the fermenter to move them like into a keg or whatever, and there'll be like chunks of crap floating in there, like, yeah. like a cheesy, like a Swiss cheesy, and you're like, eh, I ain't doing that. So I haven't, <laughs> I haven't I've known enough not to drink one of the beers that. Okay. That's but what's funny out. is that I wonder if this is the same case with you. A lot of really great beers that were invented were completely done by accident, where there there was the intention of maybe coming up with something else. Because when I've talked to brewers in the past. That's what they said is like, well, this beer turned out great, but it really wasn't the plan to begin with. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm curious. if So another new trend is these brute IPAs. So they're, they're yeah. like really drying them out and uh, almost like a, like a champagne IPA combination. And I have a feeling that that might have been that they had a they made a batch of beer and they thought it was going to ferment down to a certain level. And, and it just kept going and dried out more than they thought it was going to. And that's a trend that's really catching on now, too. We'll be back with Glenn Perkins. We're at the State Fair. So, Perky, I stopped at uh, the old Southern Barbecue and Edina, Dave Anderson's new place. 
Uh, you know, famous Dave's. He yeah. had a, he had a non compete for a long time, yep. and he started his own plate place. And uh, damn, that was some good brisket. I I, I went. He's got. Brisket. Is it in Hayward? Is yes, the original. Um, the original famous Dave's. Yeah, he's got another. It, he's got a barbecue joint there now too. Yes, right. right. So I was there on Caravan a couple years ago, and we ate lunch there. Uh huh. He was just starting, It's right. unbelievable. Oh, his brisket was. Uh, yeah. The ribs were okay, but the brisket was. Fantastic. How do we get moved into food? Because he's a meat smoker. Oh, that's right. You're smoking meat. Now, are you, you're not a rib guy, though, right? Uh, I, yeah, I, yeah. Okay. I, I like well, they the, did a thing on the the Fox Sports. Did your ri- did a yeah, rib thing? I like on the you. ribs and the pulled pork. Okay, they're my. I mean, they're they're. It's the easiest thing. Pork. Yeah. You can't screw a pork shoulder up. It's like fifty. Getting those fat. ribs right though is not easy. Ribs is tough. They're yeah. tough. We had a rib contest this summer, and I brought my <laughs> smoker up to the cabin. It was all the people up at the cabin, and I, yeah. I got like fourth place, and I thought I should have <laughs> ran away with it. Yeah. And, uh, so I don't know. I, everyone else is using grills and little smokers, and I brought my big one up on a trailer and, and, and lost. So that was. Where's the family? Where, how, how far in Wisconsin? Up out of St. Croix Falls. Okay. Oh, yeah. not bad. Not nope, bad. not too Barely bad at all. Close. All right. So you're, uh, you were uh, fanatically about, fanatic about fishing when you had the place in Fort Myers and you were down there early in the uh, before the start of spring training, but you sold the boat. I did, yeah. Uh, which I is... had to clean my hands of that place. I, I, think I spent a lot of time down there, and then, yes. and then I think last summer just did it for me, where I uh-huh. just I couldn't fathom. My, my plan all along was to keep that boat and be able to go down there and use it. Yes. And, and I just, after last summer, I, I just... I can't think about even going down there right now. I just, <laughs> Especially you know. right now, they got the bad red, red yeah. tide. Yeah. 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 We you, need wouldn't the, you wouldn't even be out on the water. No, yeah. it's it's uh yeah, I've heard that it's it's pretty bad down there. So Well Pat's rooting for a hurricane. To blow the fish out. To blow the fish out. Are you still trying to get claim insurance on your condo? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. Uh I'm good, but uh I might be calling you get your a dolphin uh, go I might, through the I, screen porch. <laughs> I might be calling your guy to get rid of it if we don't get the if you can't go to the beach in January for goodness sakes I don't know it hasn't been good down there but uh, so the what where are you gonna fish then you gotta you can't I got give it up I've got completely. a boat up at the cabin okay and uh, yeah I went from last summer fishing for tarpon and catching like eighty <laughs> to hundred pound tarpon to uh, I caught hundreds of crappies this summer <laughs> and I and I I just sit out on the on the front of the boat and and pick them off it's it's uh, uh, definitely a departure from what I was doing down there, but uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. It's been, like I said, just to have a summer and be able to do some things that I haven't been able to do in a long time. Your all-time favorite teammate, you told me uh, a couple of years ago, is having a pretty good summer, Eddie Rosario. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, I think everybody that played, I mean, he was never, he was decent as a prospect. Yes. He was somewhere on those prospect lists, but he was never super high. When you saw him hit and the way yeah. he could cover the plate and the hands, you just knew he he had some numbers in the minor leagues with strikeouts and no walks and and uh, and those things that that is, is partially a product of just guys not being around the plate. And when guys in the big leagues are more around the plate, I think everybody thought when they saw him coming up that that the more guys are around the plate, the more of a chance he's going to have. And and he's in that kind of that Vlad Guerrero mold of of just being able to hit anything. I think he leads baseball and homers out of the strike zone. Yeah. I mean it's. You know, but good for him because he's a great kid, hard worker, and, and awesome. I mean, that's the kind of teammates that you want, and, and uh, he's a big part of what they're doing. Do you have a position on whether baseball needs to uh, reduce the length of games? They do, but, I mean, the, well, let, let's, let's start with that. 
why do but, they? Are they losing a certain generation? Well, I, I, I would assume. I mean, it's they're, it's boring. Like that's a long time. Like, over three hours for for something is is a long time. There's a lot of standing around. The one thing that that MLB is never going to talk about, and the reason that the games take longer, is the commercials. Right. That's the. I mean, that's the biggest thing. You got two and a half minutes in between every half inning, and that's. Yeah. I mean, I you could do some quick math, but that that's that's the the biggest. I mean, that's 40, 45 minutes of commercial time, and that did. I, I mean, I didn't watch baseball back in the 70s or whatever, but. I can imagine that the, the commercial breaks weren't that long. That, they, no. that between innings was a lot shorter, and that's where it starts. Then it's the, the the everybody's trying to walk and everybody's striking out, so plate appearances are longer. All those things. Minnesota United are in Kansas City to take on Sporting KC this Saturday night. Tune in at 7 p.m. for the pre-match show with Brian Pyatt, followed by kickoff at 7:30 p.m. with Dan Terhar. Catch all the action right here on 1500 ESPN. And the great Minnesota get-together is finally here. While you're making your state fair plans, be sure to add 1500 ESPN to your list. Swing by our booth on the corner of Dan Patch and Chambers to watch your favorite shows broadcast live from the front porch and check out the new merchandise in the Pro Shop. More details at 1500ESPN.com. Jonathan, we thought you were going to hit the post on that. You did all right, though. Thanks for all your hard work today, buddy. Thanks, sir. Sports Talk is live here at the Minnesota State Fair, and if I could get all four of these guys to pay attention to put their headsets on, we would have ourselves a segment here. Fellas, we're on the air. Here we go. Are we on now? Here we go. Hello. <laughs> oh, my God. We're okay. <laughs> yeah, we've yes, been on for about two minutes, yeah, Joe. we've been on. Yes, they're sending uh They're sending uh, flares out from the station, seeing if we're still here. <laughs> Here's John Hyde in the Sports Talk newsroom. Thank you, Joe. It's uh, partly cloudy, we'll call it, huh? 79 degrees. Twins and A's tonight from Target Field. Cole Stewart pitches again for the Twins, and Trevor Cahill will pitch four. A's. News notes from today. Update on that plane crash. One person injured in a plane crash at Anoka County Blaine Airport. Uh, that, of course, uh, according to Blaine Police Chief Brian Podani. Podani said the crash happened just after 11 o'clock on the north end of the airport's runway. One person in the plane who did suffer serious injuries not identified, uh, but Podani said it was a 65-year-old man by, uh, from Ham Lake. National Transportation Safety Board and Federal Aviation Administration will. Were they landing or taking off, John, or don't we know? We don't have any other details. I do. Well, they know. were at the end of the runway, right? <laughs> yes. It did cause a, a, boy, I don't know, a good five-mile backup on Highway 10. That's uh, All gawker-related. Why? Why? Well, there was, was, a, there was a fire in. there. There was a, oh. Yeah, the plane uh, yeah. Uh, burst into no, the plane. Was a big, it was dramatic. It wasn't, wasn't the Highway Patrol wasn't measuring, were they? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, St. Paul. Got to measure. St. Paul man faces charges after authorities said he stole a vehicle that had a three-year-old inside, according oh. to court records. <laughs> I always love those stories. As long as the kid comes out okay. The, the kid's okay. Crip- I'll tell you a story. The kid won't know. I love those stories. Uh, the kid's now dead. We lost him. But okay. I did a column. The kid was called Jeez. Blind Danny. Uh-huh. Well, no. He, oh, my. His dad parked the car at the drugstore. Danny was blind. Yeah, we gathered that the, from the nickname. The... the uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, the bad you know, guy gets in the car, blind Danny takes, was it, blind. Take, takes it off, didn't even know the kid was in there. Yeah. About six blocks later, he goes, oh, no. And, and Danny says, just let me out. Just tell me the street corner. Just yeah. tell me the intersection. Just let me out. I know where I am. Let him out. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. 
And he was lost for three days. Then they finally <laughs> found him about six months later. Yeah. yeah. Good story. <laughs> did you get a column out of that? I did. Yeah, I got a column out of that. No, it was a hell of a column. I'm just poorly remembering it, apparently. <laughs> yeah. You know what happened to my column today? I don't, I, care. I don't care. I don't care. Oh, you got another column where you buried the lead? You got to hear about I this did. one. No. They, they, here's what happened. I wrote about the Midway Snurdbirds. Yeah. Oh, this, I saw that. This amateur team up there in the middle of nowhere. So when they put it online yesterday afternoon, they put a summary on it, you know, of what, what you're going to read down yeah, here. Yeah. A summary. I get the print edition this morning. The summary is the first paragraph of the, story, <laughs> of the column. Makes no bleeping sense. And uh, ruined my whole day. Ruined my whole day. The only reason well, is it I, fixed now? No. The only reason I got the Expedition League in there was to lead in... What you see in the first paragraph is basically repeated in the fourth paragraph. All for pizza. So I'm driving up University today, and I'm thinking about this and going, why is he so angry at this? And I was in a pretty calm, laid-back mood on my way until I got to University. Then I got stuck behind three different people who wouldn't close the gap in front of them because they were on their phone, right? Yeah. I finally make it up to Beam where I'm taking a left turn. I'm sitting behind a Chrysler. Okay, we get a green light. The Chrysler turns left. He creeps over to the uh, opening there, our driveway, to get into HBI. There's a pedestrian coming. The pedestrian stops to let the guy in the Chrysler pull in. The guy in the Chrysler sits there for about five seconds, decides to go straight. Okay, are you with me? Yeah, got you so far. Trying, he, he but takes, I'm not. He takes a left down the road to access our parking lot from the other area. I go in the normal area. As soon as I get to the guard shack, there's a spot right in front of me. I got the best spot in the lot. Yep. Who do I see circling the lot? The guy in the Chrysler? In a Chrysler. Not this me. Guy, I got a Buick. This guy right here. I got a Buick. Whatever you were in, <laughs> yeah. you circled the lot once, and you pulled up into the very front of the lot yes. into the most opportune parking spot that some would say you need a pass to park at. And did you look in the window? And out popped Ricey. Yes. <laughs> did you look Hi, at the window? Hi, everybody, and he started holding court right away. <laughs> <laughs> did you read my column this morning? Yeah, I'm complaining. <laughs> this, uh, guy, they called him Blind Danny, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Blind Danny, yeah. Uh, the guy who stole the car, anyway, uh, the way he screwed up was he parked the car and went into his apartment, apparently not realizing the three-year-old oh. was in there. So police found the car, and the three-year-old asked the three-year-old if they saw where the guy went. He pointed to the apartment <laughs> building. Police went into the apartment. So the kid yeah. didn't say anything. Nope. No, apparently not. Or, or the guy ignored him. One of the yeah, two. Well, the kid was probably had some little machine that he was playing with back then. Uh, it, fellas, I, you know, we're outdoors, what, for the next seven days? Yeah. So I want to read this one to you. Yeah. Popular sports radio host on 105.7 The Fan in Milwaukee, Bill Michaels, yeah. was hit by lightning while broadcasting <laughs> his midday show. <laughs> what just happened to the guy in Eau Claire? Do you see the forecast? Is this tomorrow? the Eau Claire this, story? This is the guy in Eau Claire, yeah. 80% this chance of thunderstorms this tomorrow, mm-hmm. Such. Yeah. yeah. 80%. Oh, yeah, this is the guy in Eau Claire. This is the guy in Eau Claire, yeah. 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 80%. Yeah, we got a roof. Okay. My, <laughs> Michaels had taken his show to the Wild Ridge and Mill Run Golf Course in Eau Claire, broadcasting outside when the thunderstorms rolled in. This would be a good day, then, to bring one of those guys with those big steel pipes to come on the stage at the <laughs> so Eau Claire reached, So a golf course in Eau Claire reached out all the way to Milwaukee? Apparently, to get yeah. 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 
Uh, the odds of him getting hit by lightning, 700,000 to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did. He's okay, right? He's fine, yes. He returned to the airwaves the next day. Wow. Where he detailed the whole incident. Does he have a job for life now? <laughs> He's got some uh, role with the Packers, which I think makes him uh, okay. almost a statewide known guy. There. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. He's a... Uh, uh, By the way, the Big Ten increased the uh, distance that uh, they have to stop a game if there's a lightning strike. What, where are we From now? From eight miles to ten miles. Ten miles. If there's one wow. ten miles away, they got to shut her down for at least a half hour. Wow. wow. Your feeling is we should take a vote. Take a uh, chance. Take a vote. About the end of the fairgrounds is me. If I, you know, I'd say, <laughs> what is it over there? Half a mile over there? Yeah. I'd say if it's within a half a mile, maybe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know. I think about it. These things aren't coming from that far away. It's, it doesn't happen. A fellow responsible for one of the most famous guitar intros in rock and roll history has died. Ed, Eddie Van Halen? Ed King. Ed King. Leonard Skinner? Died, Another Leonard Skinner died guy. Died in his Nashville home on Wednesday. Uh, he was 68 years old. Uh, he co-wrote and wrote the opening lick to Sweet Home Alabama. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's also his voice if you hear the album version. that goes one, two, three. That's his voice and him playing the guitar. How's that go again? He's uh, of the guys who were out traveling around again. He was one of the most senior guys. Yes. Well, he he has a history before Leonard Skinner, too. Yes. Us old people will remember this. Uh, He was a member of the Strawberry Alarm Clock, known for their 1967 hit. Incense and peppermint. Right. Remember yes. Incense sure. and peppermint. Incense and peppermint. He, uh, yep. he's like very big in the documentary. He's quoted uh, uh, liberally in the. Uh, Is he the guy that says, "Turn it up"? Mm-hmm. No, that's Van Zant. That's oh. Ronnie Van. What mm-hmm. uh, what got him? Uh, it, that's a good question. Congestive heart failure, I believe. I read earlier today. Yes, congestive heart failure. Huh. Uh, str- he, he, struggled with it. He wasn't quite as bad a drug addict as the rest of them, although he'd take his share, I guess. <laughs> uh, he was uh, a big part of the band's three-guitar sound for the first three albums. Those are the ones uh, everybody knows. Pronounced Leonard Skinner's second helping. And uh, he also credited is credited with co-writing classics like Saturday Night Special, working for MCA and Whiskey Rock-A-Rolla. Uh, King stayed with Skinner till 75. He did reunite with them at the 1987 Volunteer Jam. He was inducted with them into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2006. He, in the documentary, he says he just got sick. He thought it was childish that they had to break up every hotel room they stayed in, and he just, that was enough of that nonsense. So he had some common sense? Yes, uh, seemed to be a little uh, more common sense than the rest of them. How many hotel rooms do you have to break up before you get bored? <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Why don't you hold that thought, John? Okay. And uh, we'll take a break and be back live at the State Fair. Just occurred to us. Yeah, about 225 years of radio experience up here. <laughs> uh, we I, we, we got to tell him what Joe said during the break. These two idiots. Jeez. What do we do? You both are a bunch of old well, folks. We want to take some classes. I want to take we're, a handwriting we're, class. We're signing cups here, you know, the, the, the crabby coffee It, it cup. starts with, it's hard to write on our curved surface. <laughs> yeah. He launches into this whole monologue about he can't write anymore. No, I need to learn uh, cursive again. And, well, and I complained <laughs> that my penmanship used to be good. Now it's, it's dreadful. Same now here. And when and Patrick now said, it's not good. Patrick said that, Joe said, I'm thinking of taking a penmanship class. <laughs> I'm thinking of getting a course. And then soon you got to go Ro- find yourself a mean nun. She'd shape yeah. you out. And, and then Royce, wrap your head if you don't. He get weighs it. in with, I'm going to take a class too, but I want to learn how to speak Spanish. Yeah, I, I want to know what those guys are saying about me. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh, that's 
right. then I'll be there to write it for you. <laughs> I like salsa music, but I don't know what the hell they're saying. Yeah. The, uh, remember the story about the gal that went overboard earlier this week? Yes, yeah, they, I week? got mad at her boyfriend and took a dive. She well, crazy. The, yeah. Well, which not, story? Don't be, don't be too sure. Which here. story? It was the woman who jumped off after the fight. In Croatia? Uh, off no. Croatia. It was, uh, yes, off the Croatian Because there was yes. another one off Connecticut here. Where the, remember yesterday you had it where yep. the guy forgot, didn't know she was in the boat? Didn't know she, yeah, wasn't in the boat. Didn't know she wasn't in the well, boat? Well, yeah, in this case, uh, we just found out now, the ex-wife, not the gal that jumped off the ship, but the ex-wife yeah. of the man who was arguing with his partner before yeah. she jumped overboard, the ex-wife says now, if she was on a ship with him, she would, quote, get off any way I could. <laughs> the ex-wife. That's uh, okay. So he can be a little argumentative, she's saying. Uh, yeah. Did she yeah. go to Davy Jones's locker? No, no, no. no she's alive. Oh. Dog paddle for 10 hours and yeah. got rescued. Yes. Wow, he must have been a great right. <laughs> Let me out here. We're in the middle of the ocean. But the guy Let that, me out. The guy, that didn't, the guy that didn't know his wife was missing, it wasn't Robert Wagner, was it? Yeah. No. Oh. I was waiting for that one. Too soon. Wow. For that Too one. soon? It was 20 <laughs> years he, ago. He ain't going to get out of that, by the way. Mm, That's well. coming back to haunt him. Well, he's 90. He's 40, anyway. wasn't he? he? That was 60, late 60s, wasn't it? Yeah. 70s. 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 All right. Uh, Anyway, Kay Longstaff spent 10 hours in the sea after plunging from the seventh deck of the Norwegian starship 60 miles off the Croatian coast last Saturday. Uh, She said she felt lucky to be alive after being rescued. Another passenger on board the liner says Ms. Longstaff was uh, arguing a lot with her partner, Craig Raymond, the evening of the incident. Raymond's ex-wife, Kelly Raymond, now says, if I was on a ship with him, I'd get off any way I could, too. (laughs) Wow. She said... She said they split after their volatile relationship fell apart. They are now in the process of getting a divorce. Hey, Pat, I don't know if you caught this earlier. I don't know what time you got out here, but uh, earlier today during Garage Logic, Joe was trying to set up Marjorie with Sydney. Yeah. Well, that would. Uh, They're both available. Mm hmm. But that well, would. Be- I, you know, I think it'd be a perfect relationship because Sid couldn't hear her. <laughs> Well, well, she couldn't the hear him constant, either. Uh, the constant uh, banter. There was a lot, of, a lot of speculating backstage after you said that, and we were wondering if things got amorous, if it, uh, oh my. things well, got hot, and then all of a sudden they both fell asleep and drooled all over each other. Well, I don't know. Marjorie's no, getting no. a little short. She's a, a wonderful, wonderful human being. Oh, she and is. she won't let us tell her age. But I, I figured out how to tell you. She Rich. gave it away because she said the big one is next year. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's how old she is. She's older than Sid. She was now born she... the same year that Woodrow Wilson was in the seventh year of his presidency. Wow. Nobody here is going to look that up. Well, that's how you can find out. Hey, She's 99. Uh, is she baking the, <laughs> did she bake this year or not? Or yes, she, she just... had a fruit bar. Really? Did she win? <laughs> then I, well, you damn near have said, to give it. I said, did you win? And she said, what? <laughs> <laughs> And then she changed the uh, subject to yeah. Joe's mansion. Yeah. <laughs> it was worth that ten bucks I gave her. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and she would not let him off. No. Oh. It was so. Fun. I saw it in the paper. Yeah. <laughs> Suppose you want me to read another story. I wish sure. you would, John. <laughs> this is, after I read this story, you're probably going to wish I didn't read it. Though. Okay. A man in China had to be rescued after getting his finger stuck 
in a sex toy vending machine. Okay. I told you not to do these stories. I didn't, I didn't even, even know there was such a machine. I didn't machine. know that either. No. I, I didn't mean like at the, at the steam shovel and you go down and grab it? <laughs> yeah. well, Maybe they got them in the midway. <laughs> the man. The, the claw. The claw. <laughs> Grab it and you kill like, a diamond. Like the entry of Perkins? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the man, known by the pseudonym of Zoo, That's Zoo, old Zoo huh? said he was trying to reach a product that he had paid for through a small hole when his okay. hand got okay. jammed. Story uh, of my life. <laughs> Zoo was trapped. I'm seeing the steam shovel. <laughs> <laughs> Zoo was trapped for 20 minutes or so before being freed. It took place uh, near a clinic. In the city of Zixi. How convenient. In Zhejiang province, uh, said Zhejiang Firefighting Department, which rescued Zhu. Uh, he claimed he had paid for the product with his cell phone, but it didn't drop in the vending machine's receiving slot. You know, it's supposed to fall down, then you reach in. Yeah. Uh, he said he called the machine customer service hotline. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but the representatives weren't able to help. I ordered a big Joe and it won't come out. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I want my quarterback. You know, the, what uh, if you're the yeah? What if you're the call center representative at that one eight hundred number? At, at, yeah. uh, you know the uh, the sex place on uh, oh Washington nope. Avenue and Second Avenue. Nope. No, I actually I don't. Nope. There's a side entrance there, and I <laughs> oh my used, god! Not that I ever sure used, no. But when I used to go be going to the morning show and I'd leave early yeah. and I'd want to kill some time. Some extra time. I'd drive by to see if anybody I knew was walking in there, and one day. I did see uh, a local sports figure about 2.45 in the morning. Where's the party? Side door. It wasn't said. <laughs> oh. Uh, anyway. Uh, the, there? Just think, though. So just think of all the things there are in life to do to, uh, to, to spend extra time. What's Pat come up with? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to drive by, drive by that sex him. world yeah. if I know anybody. Yeah. Right, and I, I no, you know, you can paid, read a book. It paid can... off. I saw a former coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a former good. coach. You know, uh, take a couple extra minutes to sleep. It was nah. fantastic. Oh my read god! Read you could read an editorial. <laughs> this, uh, this. Nope, I'm going downtown. <laughs> <laughs> the fireman uh, did get him out. Using oh, good. A special polishing machine. Oh, sure. Oh, of course. <laughs> the story gets better and better. Come mm-hmm. on, John. Uh, wait, no, that's what he was buying. He was buying a special <laughs> polishing machine. Oh, yeah, he was freed after about a 15 minutes. Some of these people have been here so long, they remember when we used to be classy. That's right. <laughs> hey, uh, guys, I don't how that. are we going to get rid of this thing? Oh, we right. all signed yeah. a mug. It's, no, we're going to. Somebody's going to ask George a question next hour. So we're going to give it yes, away. Somebody's uh, going to ask George a good question. All right, question. we all signed this one. We all signed a cup. Earlier I was asking people to bid on it. Mm-hmm. I figured we'd Dead take work. the highest bidder. No, uh, lawyers not, called. No, and, uh, we can't no, do that. Lawyers no. called. That's not going to happen. I'm shocked. Joe, do you want another story? No, that's good. No, <laughs> See you later, Are enough. we done? Yeah, we're done. Ah, we'll we'll be done. Final segment here of Sports Talk live at the Minnesota State Fair. And, uh, Patrick, I need to make mention of something very quickly, sir. All right. So we had the former closer here uh, uh, talking about his great new beer, and the mayor sent uh, loyal listener Big John in a run and didn't buy the closer's beer. Oh, really? He bought it to shoots. <laughs> well, I don't, I'm not sure uh, he knew where the ballpark cafe okay. was. Oh, okay. Where is it, by the way? It's straight back over here. you got to go past the Star Tribune building, and oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. over there. Oh, All right. Well, okay. Bought some other beer. <laughs> yeah. Well, that stuff happens. What the heck? I just introduced him to Perk, too. I bet yeah. a little crestfallen. <laughs> 
Hey, we have the George Shire experience kicking off the state fair today. We got a cup here for somebody who asked George a great AWA question. I also have a bunch of questions I took on Twitter. And if you're out there in the vast listening audience, call. What's that number again? 651-646-8255. George's question's coming up. I have something you should ask George. Okay. I'll write the name down for you. Okay. The Smashing Pumpkins. We're just here. Yes. Their their lead is Billy Cor- Corgan. Corgan. Okay. C-O-R-G-A-N. He was a wrestler? No. It is rumored that he took the Smashing Pumpkins back out on the road because he needs money because he just bought, and that's what George will know, uh-huh. either the World Wrestling Alliance. He just he bought the entire league. Really? Yeah. Huh. And George, will, if George knows all things George, wrestling. He knows all things AWA. Well, he might we'll know see. about this. Okay. I'll and uh, so you ask him that. 1500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. Uh, what a wonderful first day of the State Fair. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring. After two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability, Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every sp- the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.